Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh my god, you guys, Marvelites, Black Widow, oh, that whole, the moment where it turned out that Red Guardian was really Deadpool in disguise, and then it turned out that Taskmaster had been Black Widow the whole time, I didn't see it coming, it perfectly led into Endgame, I don't know, it was just the best movie I've ever seen, I cannot believe they were able to release it, it was so much fun, I just, Black Widow, we're gonna talk uh, about nothing but that movie for weeks, Zach? you guys, I loved it so much, you guys. Zach? I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. I think that might have happened in a dream because Black Widow didn't come out last night. Well, we're still going to talk about the Agents of (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer and some dates that got moved back. And maybe we'll count down our favorite Black Widow moments from the MCU. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good morning, Merry Marvelites. Welcome back to Popcorn Talk's Marvel (laughs) Movie News. We are coming to you live from my dead hopes and dreams. Uh, No, I disagree. We are coming to you live from the Zephyr. Because there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about today. There's... Uh, other fun stuff to talk about today there's not fun stuff to talk about today as well but hey i'm excited i'm zach wilson we've got christian blatt here what's up party people in a wood paneled room from the 70s we've got zia anderson over there i think at hogwarts what's happening zia i'm I'm coming at you from hogwarts um you can't use any internet there so i'm using magic so that's how I'm here. <laughs> that track, that well, that tracks. Except the mic wouldn't work because electronics. That would whatever. Magic, I don't have time magic, to get into magic. Just solves everything. Just just magic. Yeah, I don't know. Twenty first century tech kind of got better than the Harry Potter world magic, and I say that as somebody who loves it. I, I, we don't have time. We don't have time. Uh, and joining us this week on the show as guest, thank you, Steph C. Brought thank you. Hello, I'm so happy to be here with you. This is my first time with the entire panel. What a blessing. <laughs> is it uh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, That's so I know exciting. that you and I have not been on the show yeah. at the same time. So definitely the first time <laughs> for that. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, let's let's jump right into it because there's a bunch to talk about. We don't have a ton of time. Uh, obviously, Black Widow did not come out this week or tomorrow it was supposed to come out tomorrow we're real sad about it no but you'd be able to see it tonight at seven and uh you know zach and i probably would have gone to a press screening and not invited zia yeah like every single time would have been great that's not i feel like no we saw we saw spider-man yeah uh, hold on zia i knew there was one (laughs) before me how dare you yeah one I mean, do you really, do you count Dark Phoenix though? Yeah. That's fair. Zach, Zach would have traded with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh so obviously black widow pushed back uh and we're gonna be waiting and there's more release dates being pushed around uh in our ever evolving marvel release schedule and this week we got a whole bunch of them and it was it was confusing at first it happened uh late last week and we were all just like wait that so because sony moved two of their spider projects around obviously uh venom and morbius are already pushed we're already pushed back uh and we talked about that last week but now officially spider-man uh, uh leaving home uh <laughs> maybe uh i don't know which home for Han. it's not gonna be home for a hanukkah well actually wait because the new spider-man new spider-man 3 i don't know what to call it because it's confusing home for hanukkah spider-man 3 epic no. name. that's what it's i've spider-man been, I've been 3, pushing for that for a year yeah it's spider-man 3 2 because it's the second three. Spider-Man three, the the, the 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 third in the home trilogy uh, is now going to be released November fifth, twenty twenty one. So November fifth of next year. Uh, and if that date sounds familiar, it's because that was after the last string of pushbacks when Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness was supposed to come out. Uh, and uh, I know that I, am, as well as many people on the internet, were looking at that like, well, hold on. Uh, did Sony just like stomp on Disney's call date? Uh, because they hadn't, uh, uh, they hadn't announced everything yet. Uh, but, ne- uh, but then <sighs> Disney... I get I, I guess in an unprecedented studio studio deal, Disney essentially gave Sony not just that date, but another one of their release dates because Doctor Strange is now getting pushed back to March twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. Ah! <laughs> I'm not excited about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the look, timelines are so confusing. You just did a wonderful job, like breaking it down because I've given up. I don't understand it all. Well, here's the thing. And this Please is at this point, out. we can only assume this is this is temporary. Like we're just we're everyone is rolling with the punches. Um, but this effect, this pushes back every Marvel movie to date um, that we know about so far, including um, Into the Spider-Verse 2 was the other one that got pushed as part of this. Into the Spider Verse went from uh, went from April 2022 to October 7th 2022, which was an MCU release date that we had all been assuming was going to be Blade. Uh, now that is going to be Spider Man Into the Spider Verse 2's release date. Uh, Disney gave it gave that to Sony. I can only imagine that there is some kind of big trade piece that these studios like that disney got something for this especially especially that blade that like maybe blade release date because it makes sense they're getting a piece of the the home three movie um like because of that deal disney does get a big chunk of the profits from that so they're still motivated to make that movie work Mm -hmm but they don't get any of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2 other than maybe like uh, toys and stuff because they still own that. But they gave up a, a prime release date. What do you guys think? 
I've talked enough. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, Christian. yeah, that's all right. I, I think that, uh, look, it, 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 all these things, all these moving parts have to happen. I also think that Z is probably the one person that is thinking like, stupid Spider-Verse 2. I wanted Blade that day. Um, I did want Blade that day <laughs> a lot. As much as I love, and I love Spider-Verse. Like, I loved Spider-Verse. I thought it was great. I've seen it, like, three times. Um, but that being said, I'm way more excited for Blade. I'm so excited for Blade. <sighs> so I'm just, I don't know. I'm bummed. I'm bummed that everything's pushed back. I understand that it has to be. It's just going to, I just feel like it's going to get pushed back more and more. And there's gonna, they're going to have to start creating new slots for the slots that can't be pushed back anymore. You know, like the end movies. And I don't know. I'm just not just not excited about it yeah i it's i'm into the spider-verse is my favorite spider-man property ever i just think it's the best so i'm so excited about that i'm really excited about blade but i feel like i get that they're pushing it back but they do would draw in different viewers the same viewers will watch both but i do think there's a different demographic for both of those so it's not like they have to worry so much about competing. I know that they're going to, but I feel like they're kind of overthinking that. They don't need to be a year apart from each other or something crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I was like, you're watching live. Thank you for, for following us around. Uh, yeah. We're the, uh, as we, as I was we doing the same thing, out. but, uh, uh, but uh, so what were you guys talking about? <laughs> no, but look, the, the it's you know these movies don't have to be that far apart. Look, there's going to be big blockbuster movies in all these different spots anyway, competing for all of your money. So I think that the way that they've got it arranged, it looks like stuff's far enough apart. You know, some of these things are only a few months away from each other. But I mean, we we're in a year right now where I don't I don't want to be a bummer pretty good chance we're not gonna have any marvel movies this year and we won't have had any for like a year and a half so if we end up with like four or there's even a year where we get five i think we're gonna be all right with it and you know what's gonna help yeah. people go back to movie theaters having big movies that they're super excited about yeah you know? oh yeah yeah I, I actually i actually was thinking about this and i think i figured out why we have not heard anything about new mutants uh, being rescheduled because with all these dates announced they still have not told us when we're gonna see new mutants never but i but i <laughs> damn it but i think never. what disney i think what disney is doing with new mutants is they see it as the perfect test movie for when theaters open up again and i don't mean that in a, in a negative way it's a it's a movie that has like enough of a ground buzz it's an x-men movie but it's not one of their premier big blockbusters that they're expecting to get basically disney's fine with taking a loss on it because they didn't spend the money it's like an asset that they acquired by like just by chance so when movie theaters start to open whatever that looks like new mutants is going to be one of the first things you see out of the gate because it's just sitting there it's not timely it's just going to be their thing where like all right, uh, New Mutants is out. Go see it. And they're going to see how many people are willing to go back to the theaters for a big release like that that does have enough of a cachet to get people out, but they're not going to put something like 
Black Widow at risk of being in that first wave. You're going to be, a, it's going to soft push people back into theaters, see how comfortable they are and see what you're going to deal with as a movie studio. I mean, yeah, Zach, you were kind enough to not put it in a negative uh, connotation, but I will. Uh, this is the canary in a coal mine. They're going to send that thing out there. <laughs> how it does. And, you know, when it's got a box office gross of, I don't know, the same as Trolls World Tour, then they're going to be like, all right, I guess it was uh, too soon. Let's go ahead and push uh, Black Widow back to February and move everything one more time. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that it makes sense that they're hanging on to it because they want to have something. You don't want to do that to any of their other properties. They also have this Mulan movie that they're going to put out. You know, I mean, they they want these movies to get a, a real shot of getting in front of audiences. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I you do know what think they should do? Go ahead. I feel like they should invest. Disney has the money. They should invest in making drive-in theaters again. And then people will be lit for that. Like people will be so excited for that kind of viewing experience. They don't have to worry about catching germs. They're in the safety of their own cars. They're creating something new. I'm I'm here for it's, it. Buckle it's me It's funny in. that you say that, Steph. Steph I love because, that idea. Uh, my... My wife and I and the kids are uh, very likely going to a drive-in on Saturday night because there it's is one not- that's open. And really? out of the car. there's one issue, which is uh, going to the bathroom. But uh, other than that, we're like, great. Get you a bag, get-, get a bottle, deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I was going to say, get a, get a bottle for you, a bottle and a funnel for any of the girls. You're good. You're good. good. Hey, Lucy's <laughs> still in diapers, so it's easy. Yeah, she's <laughs> fine. Maybe we all should so, be. Look, I, love it. That step. Well, I was like, just get adult diapers. It'll solve all your problems. You take a walk. But no, look, so I think it's a really viable opportunity. This drive-in is open seven days a week. I don't think it's closed. It might have been closed for a week or two. And I look, I grew up, there was a drive-in theater like 10 minutes away from me. It's still open in Warwick, New York. The Warwick drive-in is still open in 2020. So I think that especially in warmer weather, climate somewhere like southern california where we're in our car all the time anyway i think it's a really viable opportunity and yeah maybe putting out you know new mutants and you know look i mean there's a lot of movies that are going to come out like ifc is letting people exhibit their films for free if it's open so you know there's something to be said for having a movie that people can't see anywhere else you know and actually like all right can you do you want to spend five dollars and sit in your car and see it you know just to kind of gauge that that sort of reaction or or they could take the stick out of their ass and make it available on hulu or available on demand for 20 bucks damn it well the the on demand for 20 bucks i think makes sense they're not going to put it on something that no you're right not for free well now there's a whole now we're dealing with a whole bunch of controversy about the 20 dollar vod new release movies as uh, Universal, AMC, and Regal start, are, uh, AMC specifically and yeah. Universal are now at, at war over releasing Trolls World Tour. Right, uh, it, it, was, it, was less about, it was less about putting ballot. out Trolls. It was that the guy from Universal said that we're going to probably look at doing this in the future. And I think that they were willing to give a pass on Trolls. And they're like, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to offer Fast and Furious 12 or whatever the one is that's going to come out in April. You're going to not show it in two of the biggest chains. So they do actually yeah. have some leverage because, you know, these movie theaters, like I said, they need to have these big movies to put in there. Oh, so- I'm not I'm not on the studio side. I'm not. Well, I, I'm not kind of on the theater side here. The, the- oh, no, no. Look, I'm on the theater side. It's just that they're they're not even holding them up over this one movie. It's more that yeah. they want to do it with more. That's the problem. I agree agree with the theaters 100% that the theaters shouldn't be like, oh, you want to put it on Netflix? You want to cut your movie into 45 chapters and put it on Quibi? 
great. <laughs> screw you. We're not going to put, I'm glad you like that. Oh, uh, uh, screw you. We're not going to put it on. All right. Well, uh, we got to move on uh, to, to, to talk about some other stuff. Uh, but yes, uh, we'll, we'll have to just keep waiting and seeing. Sorry, uh, on, on this topic, Ryan, you have to chime in with the joke you just put in the chat because it's very appropriate and I thought it was very funny. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so everyone's saying the third Spider-Man is going to have home in the title. I'm saying Spider-Man home video on demand. I like it. <laughs> how dare you, sir? Uh, how dare you? And speaking of Spider-Man 3 and how dare yous, uh, we, uh, there was some... Some news that that like I, I we already talked about my dreams being crushed once this week and now it's <laughs> happening again uh, because Charlie Cox uh, oh. said in an interview that oh. he is not in Spider-Man three as we had been like uh, uh, granted it was always rumors and it was always a long shot but the quote is I hadn't heard those rumors but it's certainly not with my daredevil I'm not involved in it if that's true it's not with me. It's with another actor. Well, and, if that's the case, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't want it if it's not Charlie Cox, nope. frankly. Nope. Um, oh, I, what's, what's Affleck doing right now? Yeah. Uh, He's no. Matt Murdock. What? Uh, what? Oh, boy. No. 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 Uh, just no. Uh, if they're going to do, like, look, we've talked about it before. There's almost certainly Peter is going to have to hire a lawyer in <laughs> Spider-Man 3. And... We knew that there were two options on the table. The Matt Murdock seemed like a really good choice in the in terms of comic book history because Spidey and Daredevil have a have a long history together, and it makes yeah. sense. And it also just like his character fits the street level hero so fits with what they're doing with Peter Parker. But we don't know what the deal is with the Netflix shows and what Disney wants to do in terms of those shows. If they want to bring them in, acknowledge them, just use the actors and ignore them. It, there's so many different things. What I think we're now looking at as the more likely scenario based on this rumor is Jennifer Walters is going to be Peter Parker's lawyer. Maybe green, maybe not, but she's going to be his lawyer in Spider-Man 3. What do you guys Look, think? I love introducing the character. I love a post-credit scene where uh, she, you know, needs the blood transfusion from her cousin Bruce, and we don't even see her turn green. I'd love it if they set it up. Uh, can I just put Foggy Nelson into the mix, please? Because uh, you know, <laughs> has anybody asked him if he's available? And by the way, you want to talk about good casting? I would, I would take John Favreau, even though he's happy. I would take him back as Foggy Nelson in this movie. I would, I would just suspend all disbelief because he was so good in the Daredevil movie as Foggy Nelson. Oh my God, he he was Foggy. Yeah, and he was great. I just that. watched it like a month ago. He's fantastic. He's so I funny. I love that guy. He's yeah. good at that, everything. Yep. <laughs> I did not even remember that. Yeah, isn't wow. that weird? I I only remembered it uh, because I read an article about it, and somebody was talking about the good things about Daredevil, and that was one of them. And I was like, <laughs> he, "Oh shit, that's he's, right." He's, he's the thing. He's the good thing. He's the good he's thing. Great well, as him, him. No, and, that's uh, that's Michael, Michael Chiklis. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Michael Chiklis is the thing. My the thing. Yeah, we're talking about that era. But look, I, I think it would be fun to to introduce She-Hulk to get back on topic. Sorry, but yes, yeah. that would be um, cool. And we've talked about the possibilities there. It, it seems the most likely because Disney, whatever deal they've struck up with Sony, I think using a, a big movie like Spider-Man to launch off one of their big lesser known heroes, lesser known to the general public, sure. uh, to be clear. Uh, 
She-Hulk uh, getting in, introducing a Disney Plus show via the Spider-Man movie, that is a big like, oh, Disney's getting their value from this deal with Sony uh, because they're, they, people are going to want to follow up on that. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, we don't have a ton of time, but uh, I just want to real quick shout out some cool Endgame factoids that uh the that uh oh my god i can never remember the writers of endgame's names it's like mcfeely marcus and, and marcus and mcfeely marcus and mcfeely i was like it's not marcus mcfeely it's not one guy um <laughs> that does sound like a name though marcus mcfeely yeah yeah he delivered packages to mr rogers you don't remember <laughs> uh oh my delivery god. Uh, but some cool stuff that they 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 did a, a there was the big watch along uh, online uh, for Endgame in honor of the one year anniversary and they were tweeting some some cool in stuff about it. Um, they said that they they did they they wrote a ton of scenes that we never got to see. Um, some of them got shot, some of them didn't. They apparently shot and wrote and shot a scene with uh, Hulk and Nat uh, where they actually discussed their relationship uh, after he comes back from space. Uh, and she talks about the fact that she's just moved on from it. And that's sort of why we never get anything. But they had to cut it. That was an Infinity War, actually. They had to cut it because uh, just uh, for time. Uh, the, anything that wasn't related to the Infinity Stones got cut and put on the floor. It's uh, fair. Yeah. We didn't uh, need that. Similarly, that's... You so, might the, not have needed it, Christian, but I yeah, needed it. Yeah, I needed that closure. <laughs> uh, I thought they I thought they did a good job sort of hinting at it in the yeah. movie like where we saw like a little bit some pieces that like I I understood the dynamic. I understood Yeah, I mean there there's basically like her eye <clears throat> her eyes just say, "Oh, hi Bruce, how have you been?" you know? And that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, also big in I thought the the diner scene with smart yeah home. true there was a lot yeah. of that was like unsaid but we could see the yeah relationship there she um but wanted to get a piece of a big green thing stop <laughs> it stop it zia see ya. That uh, part. No, I, i'm cutting no more discussion on that you mute her ryan you mute her right now help it. uh more hulk fun shadow i was trying to move through this topic i know look fast. i told you, you it's like having two of them on the same zia. show stop it Stop we've, got two, more, we've got two Zias here. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> more news. More news. Uh, some more stuff for the more Smart news. Hulk. Uh, Smart Hulk apparently did, they did write a Soul Stone scene for him um, after, he, after he snapped. They, they, uh, they didn't shoot it, but they did write a scene because uh, they talked about who Hulk, Smart Hulk, saw in the Soul Stone. Uh, real Liv quick. Tyler. It's not a, a, it's not a bad guess. I was gonna say, who do you think, Zia? Who do you think? I don't know. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Steph, who do you think he would see? Who who does Hulk love more than anybody? I I don't. It must be. I don't know. I don't know. I've got another answer. To Bill clear, Bixby. Thor. <laughs> to be clear, that's not necessarily how the Soul Stone works in terms of the snap. Um, that's what it is in terms of the the having to get the soul stone out of the, oh, it was yeah, to trade somebody's death. Um, but in this case, the soul stone because it's really just you uh, dealing with your I think your psyche in a way. Um, the two yeah, because the, the two that we saw were Thanos dealing with uh, Thanos had to meet with young Gamora mm -hmm. and Tony in the deleted scene you can see on Disney Plus uh, 
met with a grown-up version of his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, of Morgan Stark. <laughs> but when Bruce Banner slash Smart Hulk snaps his fingers and has to basically talk to the stones, uh, that conversation is Bruce Banner and the Hulk, ah. as it turns out. Uh, he has to, uh, in true Bruce Banner fashion, his biggest, the thing he most has to contend with is himself. That makes sense. Uh, and I thought that was a really cool way. Uh, I just would have hoped that it would have been a gray Joe Fixit Hulk, but uh, it still would, <laughs> it would make the most sense. Uh, nice. Uh, another fun, the, the last fun fact I wanted to shout out from this, and there were still others, but these I thought were the, the most interesting ones. Um, the the setup for the Loki series that was in Endgame, where we, we see past Loki pick up the Tesseract and just bamf out, because that's <laughs> the whole Loki we're going to see on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, they that that setup was completely unintentional. Uh, they they said we just thought it was a juicy way to upset the heist. That yeah. was the quote. Uh, yeah. they didn't mean to set up an entire six episode series where we maybe meet Kang. Uh, our theory, not 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 canon yet. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have to see. Um, all right, I'm a I'm a skibbity bop, uh, old school style. Uh, to move as fast because I want to make sure there's time to shout about to talk about what Ryan really wanted us to talk about, which is there's a rumor going around that uh, the Black Panther 2 soundtrack is going to be produced entirely by Beyonce. Uh, the if you remember the <sighs> first Black Panther soundtrack was produced by Kendrick Lamar, who also uh, had his uh, Oscar nominated uh, song. Uh, uh, that was on the soundtrack, but he produced the entire album. Now the rumor is that Beyonce is taking over this soundtrack, not the score to be clear, but the soundtrack, which is two different things. What do you guys think? Um, hot take. Beyonce is super overrated. I'm sorry. <gasps> Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, not her as a person. I'm sure her as a, per- her music. I don't like, I, I get, I understand destiny's child, I don't understand Beyonce <laughs> on her own. Look, we like, get it. You're not a single lady anymore. And all of a yeah, sudden, Beyonce doesn't matter to you. Even when I was a single lady, that <laughs> song made me so irrationally angry. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, and I will never forgive her for making the surfboard song. Also, I just don't think that <laughs> it's not a song. Zia, I just, Zia, Zia, what happened? Okay. So I'm I sorry. Same page, but. Beyonce is never overrated. Beyonce <laughs> is one of the most talented beings that's ever graced the earth. However, when you come off Kendrick, who is a producer in his own right, he produces all of his music. That's what he does on top of being a rapper and all of the other great things Kendrick does. It's weird for her to be like, I'm just going to produce this. Like, I just feel like that's her just being like, I can really do everything. So watch me do it. And it seems like I, I don't love that. I mean, I'm sure she's going to be doing the lead song for the movie. I'm into uh, that. Like that, well, I think that's likely where it's, if, if, again, this is a rumor. I think likely Beyonce is doing the, like whatever, what they're going to assume is the big single for the movie. And then that's, and then they just, it, it's either just that or that was how this conversation started. And then they're like, just do the album. Yeah. yeah. All I know is I think she's going to tell T'Challa to put everything he owns in a kingdom to the left. 
Uh, <laughs> and that's so, going to be the plot uh, look, of the movie. It, it, it's not my kind of music. I'm not excited about it, but I think it could be huge for the movie. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of excitement about that movie. And if it has a if it has a huge song in it, a song that gets nominated for an Oscar, let's assume, uh, I think that'll only help the movie. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't excited by that news at all. I, I was just like, you know, why don't we have more Marvel movies with ACDC in them? There's only like four out of the five have had ACDC in them. Let's get more ACDC into oh the Marvel movies. But, you know, this, I, I, think it'll, I think it'll fit the movie. I think she'll probably, you know, come up with a, with a song that, uh, you know, Steph is going to love, but uh, Z and I will bring knitting needles <laughs> to the movie theater and just jam it into our ears so we don't hear it. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. There is some talk in the chat, and this may just stem from, sorry, um, this may stem from the fact that, look, I'm not a music person, so I don't know where the lines of, like, what is a music producer are. That's just, I I, I don't know. Uh, some people in the chat are saying Kendrick Lamar is not a producer, uh, yeah, and I yeah. think um, I, in in the case of the Black Panther soundtrack, at least, he may have yeah. been the been a curator in that case, which to me is a producer. Uh, if uh, to me that's the same thing. Like if you're putting together the music for the album, even if you're not creating all the songs, you're producing the album. I don't know if I gave him the wrong title. Don't hold yeah. me to it. I'm not a music guy. Uh, let me let me but, jump in with this yeah, comment from the chat. This great comment from the chat. As long as Feige and MCU don't cast her as Storm, I'm good. <laughs> That's a good comment. <laughs> they, they'll need a they'll need a young storm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm not a music guy. You know what? I am a, a guy though of talking ab about. Sure. Tongue tied. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> but it's only because I'm excited because Agents of Shield is coming back soon. You guys, Agents of Shield. Less than a month, Zach. They dropped a new trailer on us. A new trailer for Agents of Shield, and it looked. Crazy. I guess we're 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 just we're we're in 1931. We saw the Chromacoms come back. They had like they had like a 19. They had like a a, a modern era sound case that they like yeah. brought their fancy future weapon in. I'm like that doesn't that's not it doesn't belong in the 30s or the future. But either way, they pulled out a weapon that wiped off people's faces, and then we got some cool shots of everybody. <laughs> Phil Coulson is holding a Tommy gun. Yeah, he is. Why not? And the big thing that we we will try to dissect really quick is uh, the big tag at the end of the episode was uh, in order to save Shield. To, let me try that again. In order to save Shield, we have to save Hydra. Boom! Cut to title. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you think of the soundtrack? Hell Hydra. Uh, look, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it, it it's one of those things that makes sense when you deal with time travel. You know, it's like, no, 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 you can't undo Hydra in 1931 because of all these ripples that'll happen. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, somebody somebody's going to show up from the time police and explain to them why they have to save, save Hydra. But uh, look, I'm excited for it. I, I Ever since we've known that they're going back in time, I've been looking forward to it. It being said in 1931, it reminded me that it's set in 1931. And I remember when we had the end of season six and we saw them building the Empire State Building, I'm like, uh-oh, 
Peggy Carter's not going to necessarily be there. So no, uh, it, yeah. it it looks like they're staying in 1931, yeah. which is disappointing. Only in that I thought we might get some closure on it because they had they're bringing in Daniel Stusa from Agent Carter. I thought we might get some closure on the loose threads from Agent Carter season three. And you never know, we might still see a little bit like at some point, but it, it's not at least quickly apparent that we're going to get that. Zia, uh, you started uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with season six. Are you still on board for season seven? Are you hashtag team Zeke? <laughs> Zeke? I um, because I thought of Zima, I called him Zeke. Zeke. That's, uh, that happened when I was interviewing them, actually. It's team, um, it's team Queek, guys. Yeah. You're right. And I, I, I am fully team Queek. Um, I am too. Uh, that being said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I enjoyed season six. I'm going to make some people angry in the chat, I know. Uh, again, um, I, I enjoyed season six. It was cool. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of those shows, though, that even though like I watched it and I was like, you know, I don't hate this. This is cool. Like I can kind of get into the storyline. It's not a show that makes me excited to watch it. And while that trailer did look cool and look like there was some cool stuff and I probably will check it out. I'm not like, oh, man, I'm so excited about this. I'm just kind of like, meh. it's kind of like meh about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, we're going to have to say goodbye to Zia. It was nice having you on the show the last year or so. Uh, we're going to really miss you, but uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steph, do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, I've heard great things about it, but it was one of those things that it just, it got ahead of itself and I couldn't, I couldn't keep up and now I'm too behind and it's too much for me, but there's, maybe one day. There's only 120 episodes and you have a, you have like a month to watch it. Come and they're on, all Steph. 45 minutes long. So that's so, yeah, that's like <laughs> Game of Thrones. I can't, like, if I didn't start it then I couldn't do it now. By the way, our, our, our friend, our friend, Amy Cassandra Martinez, who used to be on this show. She also used to do Marvel TV weekly with me. She did watch the first five seasons in like a month and a half. So it's possible you could do it, but <laughs> I know you just don't want to. <laughs> don't you out me. Gamer girl said she's blocking Zia on all social media. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow gamer girl now. I knew it. See, I knew, I knew it was going to cause controversy in the chat. That was before oh, I said it, I was like, Rock, oh. Rock 620 says I'm with you, Zia. So. Oh, Zia wants one. all the smoke today. She's like, yeah. F Beyonce, F Field. <laughs> I don't Agents give a fuck. Yeah. I've been in quarantine so, too long. Yeah. Do, <laughs> is, do you want to go on happens. record? Do you want to go on record saying Feige's overrated? Do you want to say anything like that, Zia? Yeah, absolutely. Fe no, I'm just kidding. Please. <laughs> <laughs> joking. I'm joking. And to just to, to reiterate the Beyonce thing, I have nothing against her as a person. I don't like that kind of music to begin yeah. with. That's my so thing, I'm coming yeah. at it from that angle, but also I just, there's some music that I'm like, you know what? I don't like it, but I get it. We're I just don't stop feel that way. bagging on Beyonce. I'm sorry. We're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you I don't get that, I don't no, Bag kidding. on that so I can defend it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, look, uh, in the chat, I see that uh, 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 there's some talk like E equals MCU uh, says that he hopes, or they hope that uh, it, season seven ties into the MCU uh look it's i'm sad to say it's unlikely that's part of why the time travel happened is specifically because they knew they needed to avoid interfering with endgame they like that they had to make those calls before endgame was like finalized before they even if they did know it was going to happen they couldn't hint at it 
uh, it, it becomes very complicated. And that's why they sort of sidestepped it by first going into space during Infinity War and then uh, sending them back through time during Endgame so that like they're just not around during all of that because it just sidesteps the issue. I still think they might retcon Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into a new universe uh, by the end of this season. Not in a good, not necessarily a good way or a bad way, just in a way, a way. of like letting the show exist, but also letting the MCU have breathing room to do what they Look, need. Look, it, it, it's gonna, it's gonna let you feel good to know that it still, it still exists. The, the, you know, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot, they made sure that you knew everything that came before still existed. We didn't undo it. This is just different. So yep. you're gonna take like, you loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, it really happened. It just didn't really happen where you thought it happened. It happened on one of those other branches. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's basically what I'm saying. I think we're going to see. Because um, it's, it's a good way to acknowledge it. It is still like one of the saddest things that uh, like meta things in Endgame. And it's because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The fact that we never got Phil Coulson acknowledged in Endgame is like the one of the few failings of that movie that like that whole lineup of people and there's no Coulson. We saved everyone, but Coulson's an LMD. There's also a great meme of uh, all the defenders standing there. Like, so the portal's going to open any minute, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of people who are just standing there, waiting for their turn. I want to talk about Black Widow real quick before we wrap up. Uh, because obviously this was supposed to be the the opening weekend for Black Widow. And it's it's a shame that we're not going to see it for another uh, another six months or so at this point. Thanks. But uh, yeah. that's what we're looking at. So I want to talk about just like go around real quick and talk about like what's your favorite Black Widow moment in the MCU, like moment or two, real quick. We don't. Uh, we've got about seven minutes left, but like, what do you guys think? What are your favorite moments? Well, I just rewatched the first Avengers, 2012, the other night, and that's the scene that they have the uh, Black Widow chair fight scene. Oh yes, mm. that scene is. I the whole scene, the whole just even. I'm like laughing hysterically. It's a but it's been a little while since I've seen it, but I was like laughing hysterically when she's inter. They think they're interrogating her, and she's like, "Well, I'm interrogating someone. These idiots are giving me everything," and they look all confused. And then she just whoops <laughs> him out. It's it's amazing. I I I love that whole scene. So that's probably like my number one. I think it's hard to top that. That's a great scene. It's, yeah, great scene. that is. Christian, what do you think? In that same movie, though, I love... Sorry, Christian, if you want to go. (laughs) In that same movie, because, yeah, I just rewatched this, like, two weeks ago. I love when she has that conversation with Loki because... And he thinks he's, like, playing her and she gets all emotional because that's using, like, vagina power to the max. Like, you think you got us because you tried to play with our sensitivity. (laughs) But we got you, and now we're going to go save the day. That was like, yes, girl. Yep, that is... I actually... you're. Oh, my God, you're so right. I had that that thought, too, with that scene. I was like, oh, my God, hello. Very nice. Yeah, that's fantastic, too. Uh, I was thinking back, actually, to, like, the first, like, real fight scene we see her in in Iron Man 2, and I am not a fan of Iron Man 2, but she's so great in that. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you see her, and this is like, yes, this is what Black Widow needs to look like on our screen, and she did it perfectly. And then just the quick runner-up, 
the moment when she and Steve are undercover in Winter Soldier and she kisses him, just the look on his face. He's like, well, well, hey, what's going on here? You know, so I, I don't know. I thought that uh, <laughs> you, you get to see so many of them, but those two just stood out for me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of great Black Widow moments. I think the, the what's really strong about Scarlett Johansson's performance is that like it's it, what's underrated about her is like her ability to as a as a supporting actress and i don't mean that in a negative way but her ability to elevate any scene that she's brought into is is super overlooked like uh, basically if you go into any of these characters by themselves seem like have have like they're okay they have their good good moments but a lot of their best like personal moments are with natasha alongside like you look at hawkeye and like the age of ultron stuff is like all enhanced because she's there cap in in uh, winter soldier is super enhanced because she's there she brings their scenes like to a new place of life civil war uh i think like her just having to like the little bits of like her coming to terms with like having to change her attitude towards big government and and like regulations is just like a really fascinating watch for that character to see what she has yeah. to go through. Like reading the terrain is the. I think a, that's a, a great point. Another one of my favorite scenes of hers actually in Endgame when she dies because that entire scene and she elevates Hawkeye there too. That's where you get the most because she's always kind of guarded with her emotions and that's where you get the most real her, I think. And it's like just a different side of her that I really it was heartbreaking, but I I love. Yeah. And that 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 scene as a goodbye for for her is is I'll say controversial a little bit uh, because some people think it was it was sort of an unfair farewell to the character. I liked it. I think I think. Her sacrificing herself for others is a great like just play in terms of bookending the red in the ledger that we started with when we really met her in in uh, the first Avengers and like we met her in Iron Man too but like we met her in Avengers yeah sure um, yeah. I, I think it's it th- that moment is a little bit hurt by the fact that like we never got a, a, a Natasha Romanoff funeral. But we got yeah. a big, we got a big Tony Stark one, and it's like that funeral is great. But like, it's also like, but wait, there's two original Avengers that that we lost in in here. Um, can we can we? Play? So like, I'm I'm hoping that the movie gets gets that, and we pay our proper respects to Nat uh, in her movie. But yeah, look, I she's a great character. We we have we have a few months left, but now before we get to see her big solo outing where like she's not a supporting character she's not supporting anyone she's just it's her we get to see her be her and i'm really excited for that um any last thoughts about black widow or favorite moments before we wrap out guys there's so many and uh you know here's the thing when we do get to see the movie we'll probably have uh five brand new favorite moments for her oh yeah uh, yeah i'm I'm looking forward to highly eventually seeing this movie (laughs) one day me too (laughs) Um, very excited to dive in. Um, all right, we got to wrap out here. Um, real quick before we do, I want to, uh, make sure that I, I say this to you guys. Uh, I might be disappearing for a little bit, um, from Marvel, not for, uh, not for long. I, I don't think this is by any means going to be a permanent leave. And I might not even be, I might even still be here next week. We're still figuring it out, but I wanted to give you a heads up that Christian and Zia may be shepherding you for a couple weeks while I figure out my new schedule. A lot of stuff changing, uh, in my 
life. Not nothing bad, nothing bad, but just stuff I got to figure out. And uh, we're going to keep going. Show the show will still happen every week. We'll still get the Marvel movie news. Uh, but I I might be a little bit spotty in showing up. So, but you're under good hands, and I'll make sure yeah. even if I'm not here to yell about Agents of Shield to someone. <laughs> Look, with with Z and I doing the show, I think the term news is going to be in air quotes because we deal mostly in rumor and innuendo, but I still think that the show will be fun. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be real fun. Uh, We're going to figure we're going to figure it out, guys. So just stay tuned and uh, I'll be here as much as I can, uh, at least for the for the uh, the immediate future. And then we'll we'll figure out what's going on from there. But I didn't want to just be like, I'm not here this week, guys. Bye. Uh, But uh, I look forward to getting back on a regular rotation as soon as we can work uh, out everything. Um, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being so awesome, Marvelites. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's Marvel movie news. Uh, Steph, thank you so much for joining us Thanks on the show this week. Me. You guys are the best. I, if I, I only watch Marvel news from you three. That's right. Aww. Thank you. She doesn't even read news alerts for uh, for anything Marvel. No, no I don't. Well, just comes to alert. I wait until this show because. Well, here, F watch this. Boys. Watch this, Steph. You know the only place I go for Star Wars. I was news just gonna do that. You son of a bitch. Star Wars news <laughs> at four p.m. I think it's still at four p.m. Right. Four p.m. PST Thursday. So today at, at the yep. Popcorn Talk mm-hmm. Network, check Ryan I out. You can also follow me on social media at Steph Sabra. Thanks, Heidi. Zia. Uh, Zia. Uh, What are we doing? The plugs? Quit Twitter, Instagram. (laughs) Find me there. Uh, You guys, this is making me, this is making me uh, crazy. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Z underscore land, Twitch at (laughs) Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Zia land, eat food, play games. It's a fun time. Come hang out. Um, You can hear me hate on some more things. (laughs) Christian. Christian froze. So I'm going to, I'm going to plug myself because I'm Zach Wilson at that Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me uh, 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 doing plenty of other stuff online there and just posting nonsense. Um, and I will, again, I'm not going away immediately or entirely. It's just, I got to figure out my, my schedule with some stuff. Um, uh, and so we'll figure it out. Um, at Christian DMZ. Yeah, at Christian DMZ is there. You can follow the Blatcast as well, which is uh, in some kind of several hundreds of episodes. Uh, and <laughs> he'll be sure to uh, be back <laughs> next week with more Marvel movie news, as we will, guys. Until then, y'all, this has been Marvel Movie News Excelsior. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.